Welcome to the There's a Hack for That podcast. My name is Lauren Germanario, and I am a business and mindset coach. And my name is Erica Weiner, and I'm a holistic health and mindset coach. We live in a day and age where you can literally learn anything you want online. In books, from podcasts, and from all those mighty influencers you follow on social media. But talk about information overload. Am I right? Yep. And that's why we've decided to bring you all the life hacks you never knew you needed all in one spot. You're welcome. These conversations will inspire you to get in the driver's seat of your own life, optimize your health, upgrade your mindset, and get out of your own way. Have you been dreaming about starting or growing your own business? I've got a ton of hacks for that. Do you dream about being confident and creating the life of your dreams? I've got some hacks for that. Need to know how to hack anything else in your life? Our awesome guests have got you covered. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to There's a Hack for That. I am Lauren Germanario and this is episode three. This is my first solo episode, so you just get to listen to my voice for this episode and we will be talking about decision fatigue. Does anybody know what decision fatigue is? I'm sure we many of us are feeling it. Decision fatigue, which is also called ego depletion, if you are a psych nerd like me, it occurs when people feel exhausted from making too many choices. Anybody? Although we often like to make or have choices, lots of things to choose from, too many choices, or having to make too many decisions rapidly, especially in high-stress environments, 2020, this can affect how well we choose. So I would like to spend this, my first solo episode, unpacking what decision fatigue is, why it is such a major issue for so many of us, and how we can hack it. I have three hacks that I use regularly on for myself and that I pass on to my coaching clients and my friends to help make our lives a little bit easier. Because honestly, even when 2020 is over, I still think this will be a major issue for a lot of people as we transition into whatever quote-unquote normal looks like going forward. So let's talk about first, what is it? I just gave you a definition that is from the internet. A number of different places that I looked this up had very similar definitions of it, so we'll go with that. But just for some examples, we make so many decisions every single day. We have like kind of the subconscious decisions about like, what do I want to eat? What do I want to wear? What time do I need to get up? When do I need to leave to get somewhere? Do I have time for a quick load of laundry or... Do I have time to wash my hair today? Like these tiny little decisions that aren't going to be like make or break. They're not necessarily going to like ruin your day. I mean, they might, but it's, it's this whole idea that the little things that we barely think about during the day are still decisions. They still use energy. They can still stress us out a lot and they can still exhaust our brains, I guess, from making maybe bigger decisions that really do matter, or maybe we we have been putting off because they matter so much. So the underlying cause of decision fatigue may have to do with a person's stress level, the number of decisions we make each day, and the weight of those decisions. So it's different for everybody, but in all the conversations I've been having 
lately, and I say all, like truly almost all of them, something like this comes up. So decision fatigue can feel like brain fog. That's a real common one for me. Feeling physically tired. Often I'll just find myself laying on the floor with my dog because I just cannot make any more choices at that moment. Um, And then it can also manifest in other physical and mental ways. It's a little bit different for everybody. So if you're feeling like you have experienced decision fatigue lately, or maybe you're feeling it right now as I'm describing it to you, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you have been personally victimized by decision fatigue, Regina George. I can't see you because this is a podcast, but I can feel how many of us just raised our hands. I literally raised mine as I'm recording this. So if you're standing there in your kitchen or sitting in your car or wherever you are listening and your hand is raised, I see you, I feel you, let's talk about it. Why is this such a big deal? Why is decision fatigue hijacking us so seriously, seriously? Um, Decision fatigue is a special and for me personally, functionally debilitating kind of stress. It is a stress response. Ultimately, that is what's going on. It's basically like using your phone on low battery mode all the time. All the time. That stresses me out when that little pop-up comes up and you have to agree to run on low battery mode. If I don't have a charger nearby me, it's like go time. Like I need to really prioritize. You have to choose quickly if you want to use navigation which drains your battery super fast and you can't use any other apps at the same time, or put your phone on airplane mode to get the most out of that 20% knowing that you can't get online to do anything or scroll or any of that. Like that just stresses me out just reading that scenario. Low battery 20%, panic, panic time. That is basically what we're doing to our brains when we have decision fatigue. We are running on low battery. So whether you're tired from making decisions, big or small, the quality of the decisions you make will deteriorate when you are having decision fatigue. You will choose things that maybe don't align with your real desires, your values, your goals. We just kind of like choose without really caring like we normally would if we weren't so stressed out. And the more complex the decisions, the more energy it uses. So as much as this is stress, this is also energy management. My decision fatigue often manifests as impulse buying. I will be so tired or stressed out. I'm like, I need to go shopping. I don't need to go shopping. Like, come on, Lauren, how many pairs of leopard shoes do you need? The answer is no more. But when I'm having decision fatigue, the answer is there is no limit right? Have you ever gone to the grocery store hungry? That's another great example of impulse buying. I've had a little package of Reese's peanut butter cups in my purse for going on four weeks because I impulse bought them at the checkout at the grocery store. I didn't really want them. I probably won't even eat them. I don't really even like candy, but that is like a perfect example of impulse buying when you're experiencing decision fatigue. The other one that I specifically suffer from, and I know I'm not alone as this, is procrastination. If I'm procrastinating on something, it's likely not because I don't want to do it, but because I'm stressed out or I'm overextended and I'm suffering from decision fatigue. It's going to take too much brain power for me to accomplish that goal 
and I just kind of put it off and put it off and put it off. It's not an effective decision avoidance. It actually stresses me out more. I don't know why I do it so much. But I know it's super common, and that is another way it shows up for people. I know it can also show up as just, like, decision paralysis. Like, you just stop deciding things. You just don't do anything. I've done that. I'll just lay in bed for hours in the morning thinking, like, I can't. I don't want to. I can't today. I can't even. I don't want to make any choices. I don't want to make decisions. I just want to lay here. Anybody? Yeah, I feel you. So although some impulsive decisions made out of decision fatigue may not be that important, or the procrastination you're doing is not that important, some can have major impacts on our lives, right? So let's hack it. I don't think I need to describe it anymore. I know we're all feeling it. We all have our own scenarios. So here are three hacks that I use personally. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you will see me talk about these on the reg. And I also often start with these types of stress management tools when I am coaching mindset and business-wise. So the first hack is to make a plan. Make a plan. First decision fatigue hack. Make a plan. This is how I do it. Either before bed or first thing in the morning, I get my journal. Huge fan of journaling. Always have two or three going. Get a journal. You could do it on a post-it note. Just get a pen and write it down. You can do it in your phone if you want. But I feel like writing with a pen and paper really is a different type of brain function. It's a different type of getting the things out of your body. So I will brain dump everything on my mind at that particular time on that list. For me, it's a list. For you, it could be a paragraph. It could be kind of stream of consciousness words. I make a list because I'm a list maker. That's just how my brain works. Then when I'm done and I'm feeling so much better, just getting it all out and writing it all down, I will read it back through, sometimes out loud if I'm extra stressed out, and I will circle or pick three things on that list that are the most important to me to accomplish that day if I'm doing it in the morning or the next day if I'm doing it at bedtime. Three things that will make me feel better, that will help me move towards my goals or get things done that are in line with what's most important to me. That way in the midst of whatever chaos ensues during the day, I know I only really need to focus on those three things. Sometimes those three things are the only decisions I will make in a day. These don't have to be major things. Let's not overachieve all the time, you guys. Let's We don't have to do that. Often, I will choose things like wash my hair or put gas in my car or pay my bills. On my list of three, sometimes that might be the whole list. Because that is what I need for the next day to make me feel less stressed and will help me just get the things done that are the most important. Because when you know you're stressed out and tired of deciding things, just these tiny simple wins can feel so huge. They can feel like five gold stars taped on your forehead. So you can choose big things if that's what you got going on on your brain dump list, but make a plan. Make a plan to hack your decision fatigue. 
Okay, the second hack is to remove distractions. I'm about to call a lot of us out, including myself. So this is also for me, but also for you. It is a choice to do more than one thing at a time. You are literally deciding to multitask. And sorry, y'all, multitasking is not real. Our brains physically cannot do more than one thing at a time. You're not good at multitasking. Stop lying to yourself and stop half-assing your life. It is way more energy and decision-making to try and multitask than to just focus on one thing at a time. So put the phone down, turn off the TV, get up a few minutes earlier, and do one thing at a time to completion or whatever a reasonable stopping point is that makes you feel satisfied. And this will help you connect with intention with other humans, which at this point we could all use a little more connection, and you will be far more efficient with your day. You think you're getting more done multitasking, you are getting less done multitasking, and it stresses you out. It's like double decision fatiguing yourself. Don't do it. So hack number two is to remove distractions. Hack number one, make a plan. Hack number two, remove distractions. Hack number three is probably one of my favorite things ever. I'm constantly talking about this on my social media. And my favoriteest of all the hacks for decision fatigue is taking breaks. There's a meme out there on the socials of somebody that like, turns on their computer and they're like, I turned on my computer, high five myself, time for a break. That's kind of where I'm going with this. Um, That's a little bit extreme, but taking breaks. Physical fatigue is a major stressor and can make mental fatigue worse. I don't know about you, but I get in these spreadsheet zones. I call them spreadsheet comas, where I will sit at my desk and make spreadsheets and do my database work for like four hours at a time. And I like look up and it's been four hours. I don't know where I am. My legs are asleep. Haven't drank any water. It's, it's like a blacked out or something. It is not okay. It is exhausting. And I need to take a break. So when you take breaks, it helps your brain reset in smaller increments. It has been one of my most impactful tools to manage my stress this year as I'm trying to build businesses, help other people build businesses, and have one of my businesses even survive this COVID economy. So what I do is I work in 30-minute segments or 30-minute blocks as much as I can. 25 minutes of focused, undistracted work, and then a five-minute break. And I'll often do this four times, so in an hour, and then take like a 15-minute break or a 30-minute break where I totally walk away from whatever I was working on and scroll or veg out or go to the bathroom or drink a thing of water, like something that is totally unrelated to the activity I was doing for the work block. I will set an alarm or I use the app Tomato Timer. Tomato, like the fruit vegetable, and the word timer. It is my favorite app. It's constantly open on my phone. And 
when I do this, it is wild. It literally blows my mind how much I get done and how good it feels to hear that little timer ding and be like, congratulations, you're a badass. You just finished a whole block of work undisturbed, undistracted. Go take a break. Just feels so, so good. I do this little time blocking exercise for everything. I do it for work sessions. I do it for phone calls, especially if I know that I'm going to be yapping with somebody. It's not meant to just like cut people off. It's just time efficiency. I do it for chores around the house. I do it with any task that I need to focus on. I've even done it to help quote unquote train myself to get ready for my day faster. So I can like take a shower, do my makeup, get dressed in 25 minutes. It's actually kind of cool. It's like a game to me at this point. So when I take the time to focus, it feels so much better when I get the task done. And it's a perfect amount of time to concentrate and not wear yourself out. It may not feel like a lot of time, but believe me, it it's like the best little hack that I can share with you at this point. So as I'm sure you're listening, you may have some other hacks that work for you. If you do, that would be great if you would share them. We have a post on our Instagram for this episode. Look for the picture of our cover and there's an episode title across the image. And I would love for you to share your decision fatigue hacks on that Instagram post because I'm sure we could all learn from each other. And if you would like more of like a one-on-one type of decision fatigue solution for yourself, we can create an approach for hacking your individual situation, please reach out. Eric and I both do this type of coaching and work, and sometimes it just takes one phone call to get that reframing of a situation. I know decision fatigue has been a major issue for me, especially this year, but it isn't a major issue for me in general. Just as like a human that is adulting on a day-to-day basis on top of being an entrepreneur. So if you're feeling this right now, I am sending you a virtual hug. Decision fatigue does not have to win. You have a choice to make some different choices about how you handle your stress and decision making. And I hope you will give one or all of these hacks a try for yourself. Thank you so much for listening to my first ever solo episode. I am so grateful that you have made it all to the end. Please, please, please rate and review this podcast wherever you get your pods. We appreciate you so much and thank you for all the love and support we have received so far on our first few episodes. Love and light to y'all. Stay curious. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. 
Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.